Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast, where you can learn how to organize your life so you can focus on the things that matter most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 22, When You Need to Stick With It. Okay, today I want to tell you about a little tool that I discovered about 10 years ago or so when I had a bunch of my kids in piano at the same time. I've mentioned before I have five kids, and as I was creating this episode, I realized that I have been taking my kids to piano lesson for 15 years straight. 15 years. There's got to be a special place in heaven for moms like me, you know? 15 years of dropping them off, picking them up, trying to keep my cool when they don't want to practice. And I figured that at least each kid will have had two piano recitals a year. And if they take for eight years, I will have sat through 80 piano recitals by the time we're all done with this. That's just one of the many reasons that I think moms are absolute saints. But I will tell you that there is something about that moment that's all worth it when your kids sit down and play just for the sheer joy of it. And they have that talent they've been working on day by day. It's so worth it. Such a good moment. But in the meantime, it's pretty brutal. I don't know. Do you have kids that play the piano, getting them to sit down and practice? Let me tell you what we've experienced with piano. I've noticed that there's this little cycle. Okay, it goes a little bit like this. They learn the piece and they finally enjoy playing it. And they play it over and over again. And practice is actually really painless because they're excited to play the song that they already know. They go to their lesson. They're happy. They pass it off. But then the tough part of the cycle begins because that's when the teacher assigns them that new song. They don't know it. They come home and they don't want to practice, and they have breakdowns because they don't think they're ever going to be able to learn this song. They do the bare minimum when they have to practice, just get themselves off that piano bench without making much progress on the new song. And then week after week, they would show up unprepared to their lesson until they'd finally played that song long enough that it started to come together. And then it was fun again because it was easy. But that part of the cycle went by too quickly Because before we knew it, we were right back in that bad phase of learning another new piece. And because the kids managed their whole piano experience this way, piano felt miserable about 80% of the time. And so in complete desperation one morning, while I was helping one of them practice and they were crying that they were never going to be able to get this, never going to be able to learn it, inspiration struck. I stopped them and I said, okay, hold your hand up. Okay. And this... They complied because this was new. This wasn't practicing. So they were all in for anything that involved not actually playing notes on the piano. They hold up their hand and I said, okay, this is how it works. Your first finger, your thumb. This is the part where it's hard. Okay, now hold up your second finger. This is the part where you practice. Now your third finger, you notice you're starting to get better. All right, your fourth finger, it's easy. And then your fifth finger, it's fun. Okay, and I told my child at this moment, I I don't remember which one it was, but I said, this is the cycle and this is how it works every single time. And it's going to help you remember what happens after that first and second step. Of course, you're going to learn that song. And when you look at your five fingers, just know that that second step, you can work through it and you'll get to spend a lot more time in the space where you're getting better. It's easy and it's fun. I don't know if it was because it was so hands-on and tangible, but something seemed to click. 
They were young and they were emotional and their minds didn't really connect the dots between steps two and three. They needed to see it on their hands. Steps one and two just felt like this never ending cycle that they'd never get out of. So they allowed those first two steps to get bigger and stronger and last longer than they needed to. And then they felt the overwhelm and got swallowed up in it. And that overwhelm became so discouraging. They hated piano. They didn't like their teacher. They didn't like me. They didn't want to go. And it was this giant domino effect. The five finger rule helped them see it a different way. They had to recognize that step one and two were just moments in a cycle. And it was a part of a cycle that in the end was worth it because it's a cycle that ends up creating a lot of joy. Well, are you wondering how it worked? Believe it or not, it worked really well because everyone even kids need a way to look at a challenge that gives them hope that there's a happy ending. And when they can focus on the reward at the end, it helps them show up for the work that gets them there. I love that saying that I sees what the mind looks for. And when the mind knows what's at the end, that's what your eye will see. I was training them to look for that happy ending. I've used this a lot. It surprised me how often this comes up with my clients and how valuable it is to them. So I wanted to share it with you because as at the time that this episode publishes, we are going to be six to eight weeks into the new year. And that means that if you set goals this year, okay, listen to these numbers, it's 91% likely that you've already given up on them. Okay. And why is that? Because it's hard. Do you recognize that part in the cycle? You get stuck on number one and number two. The practice isn't fun. And it's really easy to get stuck wondering, am I ever really going to figure this out? Can you feel that? Can you relate to my kids and their pain as they got assigned that new piano piece? But you will. You will figure it out because hold up your five fingers right now. Just humor me. Hold them up and look at them. All right. Think of the thing. Step one, it's hard. Step two, you practice. But step three, four, and five means you turn the corner and there's a lot of joy, okay? Step one and hard feel hard because you are asking your brain to create new neural pathways. This is literally asking your brain to blaze new trails when there are other perfectly good trails that are a lot easier to take. I'm talking about old habits your brain has already established. In past episodes, we've talked about the brain, about how the brain doesn't like to work hard, and its number one job is to keep you safe, so it doesn't like taking risks. It doesn't like to spend energy. Wherever possible, it's going to conserve it. It doesn't like that hard work, and establishing new neural pathways are about the hardest work the brain has to do, so it's going to avoid it. But remember how important it is to realize that you are not your brain. Your brain works for you. And whether it's New Year's resolutions you're trying to stick to or anything else you've decided you want to do, remember that you want what's at the end of that cycle. You want to get better. You want this to become easy. And you know it's even possible at this point that this thing you want can even become fun. But you've got to partner with your brain if you want to get there. And your brain needs some assurance. It needs to connect the dots. And the five-finger rule is a simple and easy way to do that. Okay, so this isn't just a tool for kids practicing piano, though. If you have kids that take piano, you might enjoy trying it with them. I've had a lot of success with it, but I do want to see you give it a try as well. For just a minute. 
Okay, let's look beyond the first two fingers. Let's dwell on you getting better at this thing. So this is step three. Okay, we'll come back to steps one and two. But for right now, whatever it is that you are wanting, let's seriously just imagine for just a minute whatever it is that you want starting to feel like you're actually getting better at it. What does that look like? I mean, really be in it right now for a minute. Whatever it is, you wanting to lose weight, you wanting to be more organized, you wanting to have better relationships, better finances. Okay, what does that look like? How does it feel? What does that do for you? How does that change your life? Soak in that for just a minute. Okay, now imagine that it's starting to get easy. All right, this is step four. At this point, it's taking less and less less effort to get these results. Isn't it amazing that you can start to build momentum like this, that you can keep getting these results, but it gets easier and easier to do that? Doesn't that feel awesome? All right, just keep imagining as it's easy, isn't it becoming fun? How has life changed as this goal has become more and more real and easier? What do you enjoy because of it? What opens up to you? How is this fun? All right, when we really marinate in the last three steps of the cycle, then it's kind of easy to just back in to the practice part, like through the back door with a little more grace. Practice is just a means to the exciting end, and we can take a few small steps to get there, right? We don't have to do it all at once. We can't. But when we stay really connected to what it feels like to have it, that it's easy and it's fun and you're good at it, then it's a lot easier to just take a few steps towards that. All right. And really quick, just for fun, I feel like I want to give you another tool to make this a little easier. In boot camp, I share two really critical mindset tools that really fuel you through that whole boot camp experience. I'm going to tell you what one of those is right now. It's a tool called Just Take 10 as in just take 10 minutes. And this is a brilliant tool because as I tell my boot campers, you can do anything for 10 minutes. This is really compatible with the way the brain likes to work. Remember, the brain's easily overwhelmed, doesn't like effort. But you know, if you ask yourself to do something for just 10 minutes, you can usually get your brain to comply. I guess depending on what the thing is. If it's really intense, maybe you can tell yourself just take two. All right, but in the case of my kids, I could tell them to just take 10 on their entire practice. The teacher wanted them to practice for 20 to 30 minutes, but I knew that their little brains couldn't handle that much. So I just tell them, just take 10 minutes, that's it. And 10 minutes at a time when they had the perspective that this practicing piece was going to give way to them getting better was enough. That piece got easier. They were able to show up, right? And then we were back in the business of having fun, kind of the latter end of that cycle. So I don't know exactly what feels hard for you, but again, hold up those five fingers and remember that when you get to that second finger, the part where you need to practice, whatever that looks like, what if you just take 10 and one step at a time, you're getting a little better at this, like just take 10 minutes to declutter, just take 10 minutes to go for a walk, just take 10 minutes to call someone that you need to talk to, take 10 minutes to study something new that you're wanting to learn. Okay. All right. So it's time for the so what moment in this episode. All right, you've got the five finger rule in your tool belt. You've got a little just take 10. So what? What difference is this going to make in your life? 
you spent 10, 15 minutes listening to this podcast episode, so what? What are you going to take away from it? Well, you're going to find a link in the show notes for a download that will remind you what the five-finger rule stands for, what it is, what those different steps are. Maybe if you print that off, you can hang it somewhere as a critical reminder just in that moment when you need it. That step two is just a phase in the cycle. You can spend a few minutes thinking about how good it's going to feel to get better, that it's going to get easier and then actually fun, really relish in those thoughts, and then back up into the practice part. You can do that for just a minute, right? Just take 10. All right. You've got this, my friend. I'm excited to see how the five-finger rule works for you when you need to stick with it. This is a really great tool to help you out. So make sure you let me know. Come find me on Instagram at jlthehappygal. Send me a message. Let me know how you're liking these episodes, anything else you'd like me to be speaking about, doing episodes about, and especially how the five-finger rule is working for you, what it's helping you stick to. Okay, thanks for hanging out with me today. Just know you're not alone. Everyone feels this way when it gets hard to stick with something. And I am right there with you. The five-finger rule helps me out too. The good news is we have the Happy Gal Way organization plus productivity plus mindset tools. These are game-changing approaches to help you organize your life. And it gives you the ability to make space for what matters most. I'm here to help you every step of the way. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. And I'll see you again soon.